0: Hello and welcome back to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. This week I'm catching up with A.A. Williams, whose second album titled Songs from Isolation is a stunning collection of fan-sourced covers of songs from Nick Cave, Radiohead Nine Inch Nails and many more. I was lucky enough to spend a lunchtime chatting to her about her creative and recording experience this past year and how putting out two albums was an unexpected but very welcome feat. Um, So that interview is coming up super soon. But first things first and some new music highlights for you. So let me tell you about Marina Allen, a brand new signing for Fire Records, the label home, of course, of our most recent and brilliant album of the month from Jane Weaver. Marina Allen is described as one of the great new voices of her generation, drawing easy comparisons to Karen Carpenter and Joni Mitchell. Hailing from Los Angeles, Marina's music gets unpredictable and poetic, experimental and melodic, her voice both tender and wild. Her stunning debut album, Candle Power, is released this June. And we have a Rough Trade exclusive gold vinyl version, just 300 copies of this angelic gem up for grabs. So get your paws on it pronto. Here is a little taster for you. This is the divine Marina Allen and o Louise. On to new albums just dropped into our edit and first up we have Tune Yards with their fifth album Sketchy. The avant Afro pop project of Meryl Garbus and Nate Brenner returns with a fresh dollop of rallying cries, wandering bass lines and life-affirming explosions of sound. This is a colourful and joyous record with lyrics that cut right to the bone. It is such a bright and bouncy affair this um, and it's real real fun to listen to. Out on 4AD check out this track from the album This is Tune Yards and hold yourself. Next up, and we have Clark, a new album, Playground in a Lake. The British electronic musician, producer and composer spent over five years slowly unearthing a new style and the right unique musical vocabulary to capture a vast notion. The result is a recording that tears through the very fabric of traditional composing. Recently signed to German powerhouse Deutsche Grammophon, a very fitting new home, The themes and styles breathe effortlessly across 16 tracks and various contributors. Have a listen to this one from the album. This is Clark and Citrus. Finally, we have a new album from New York's The Antlers. It is their first new music in seven years. It is a luminous record. The songs play out at a much calmer pace here than their previous work. There is a deep ambience and beauty Um, Peter Silberman's stunning voice stretches effortlessly across 10 songs that were all recorded in the early morning hours and you can hear it in the music every song sounds like an awakening it is a truly glorious album with the title fitting of a daybreak green to gold it's also available on gold vinyl um, so don't miss them on rough trade transmissions which is now playing over on rough trade instagram tv and here is a taster of the new album this is the antlers and solstice So that concludes our new music highlights for this week. Do not forget to tell all your mates about our podcast if you tune in on the regular. If you stumbled across the show and have been enjoying what you've heard, awesome news! And if you have a spare moment, please be sure to rate and/or review us on iTunes. We are, of course, edging ever closer to some semblance of normalcy later this month with our stores reopening and small garden gatherings given the thumbs up keep your eyes peeled for news of the record store day drops 2021 list coming very very soon and save the dates june 12th and july the 17th for more independent music retail celebration and that all-important hefty shopping list given the incredible support the industry has seen from you lot these last months i do not doubt it will be a bloody brilliant event so following the release of her debut album forever blue last july A.A. Williams is back already with another beautiful album, this time a collection of covers recorded during lockdown and as requested by fans. I caught up with her from her North London home as we come to the end of Lockdown 3 and reflect full circle. Thank you so much for listening. Get stuck into this interview and I will catch you in the next one. So, a. a. Williams, welcome to the Rough Trade Edit podcast. Thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. It is a beautiful day in London. I'm thoroughly enjoying this incredible sunshine. Um, I think you're in London too. I am. Yeah, I'm in North London, and yep, you're right. It's
1: uh, super sunny out here, but I haven't actually left the house yet. So uh, <laughs> I'll go and enjoy that in a little bit. I think.
0: <laughs> Same here. How has your 2021 been so far? Obviously, we haven't had much kind of freedom as yet but have you been coping okay? Have you been keeping- I,
1: th- I think so I think now that we're all a little bit used to lockdown you know it doesn't seem so frightening anymore it doesn't seem like such an unknown anymore yeah. we've been do- we've been practicing for the last year and a bit you know so it's not pleasant, but I guess we're all kind of, you know, everyone's got their coping mechanisms, you know, whether it's Netflix or reading books or yoga or whatever, you know, everyone's got their thing. And I guess, um, for me, that thing is just making music and and trying to keep myself busy. And, you know, that's my go-to generally is if in doubt be busy and then worry about the other stuff afterwards, you know? So, um, that um that's been something that's been happening for me all the way through the whole lockdown is just be busy and and you know figure out the other stuff a
0: little bit later maybe. So your incredible album um Songs for Isolation arrives on the 19th of March. I'm so so pleased you're able to chat to us. Um, I've been an admirer of your music and um your most recent projects which we will discuss very soon. Mm-hmm. So super beautiful. Um, thank you and it would have been a crime not to include it in our edit so i'm so pleased that it is thank you at this time it is coming hot on the heels of your debut forever mm-hmm. Blue, which came out just in july of 2020 yep. and songs from isolation is a full collection of recordings and features cover versions of the cure pixies deftone nick radio yep. radiohead loads of good people Managed loads there. of good people yeah and I believe it began as videos shot from your home back That's, in the first lockdown of yeah. March last year.
1: That's very true, yeah. I um, At the very, very beginning, before they had officially locked down the UK, you, yeah. you could kind of sense that it was going to happen. You know, people, I was in the middle of a tour and shows started getting cancelled and you could kind of see this kind of happening a little bit from a distance. And so you started to see lots of iphone videos people doing little little live streams from the home via you know instagram live and stuff like that and i really wanted to do something and make something again like we mentioned earlier about being busy and and you know trying to find a, a focus but i was not really confident about doing it with an iphone and i thought the sound would be maybe not great and you know i haven't really the technical know-how to run a full live stream from my house you know and obviously you know, they started kind of gradually closing things and and kind of stay at home message hadn't necessarily been officially given. But I think that was very much the, the kind of implication, I guess. So I ran around and I ran to my studio and I collected a few bits and bobs, just a couple of mics. And literally, that was kind of it, really. And I posted on my uh, on my social media, just just to say, hey, um, I'd like to do some little piano videos. Um, does anybody have any requests? You know, and I thought that they would choose my songs, <laughs> and they didn't. And they started requesting all of these fabulous artists. And I thought, you know what? That's a way better idea. Like, I'm going with that. You guys are suggesting some really awesome stuff, and so. I thought, right, OK, well, there'd been so many requests for Radiohead. I thought, well, that's a great place to start. It's a it's a band that, you know, have been, you know, seminal listening for for so many generations of of people. And also, I mean, you know, why not start with something really familiar, you know? And um, so, you know, there was a bit of trial and error and, you know, kind of the, the kind of filming aspect of this and all of this, you know, and. um Yeah, kind of creep was the first one that emerged actually on the same day that Boris announced the lockdown. So it kind of it felt like it happened quite early and it wasn't deliberate at all. It was just that it happened to be ready. Well, I heard that he was going to do an announcement. I thought right, get the video out before he says anything, (laughs) just in case, you know, so managed to get that out. And then the response was great. And, you know, fans were commenting, oh, next time, could you maybe try this band or this song or whatever? And the list of covers suggested by fans was just getting longer and longer and longer. So I thought, well, let's try another one. Yeah. And it just kind of turned into a kind of accidental weekly thing to do, you know? And to be honest, it was great because I've never edited videos before. My husband very kindly offered to film. He's never filmed anything before. So between us... We both had loads of new skills to try and learn and stuff to figure out and there was a lot of googling you know and a lot of trying to you know navigate making something new that we wanted to be of as good a quality as we could make it given that we're beginners we don't have the kit you know we're doing it all from scratch yeah and so given that we wanted it to have you know a certain quality it took a good three or four days for each song from choosing the song Mm to working on the arrangement i'd have like a whole day just to sit there kind of fiddling around figure out how to you know some of these songs kind of lent themselves to being covered a lot easier than others so it was you know that kind of feeling around figuring out what made the most sense and then starting to film it and stick it all together yeah. the whole thing yeah that was like three or four days of a week gone you wow. know so that was a nice distraction to be honest
0: definitely i mean they're so <laughs> sure i have no thank idea. You. What you guys were like Beginners, I mean. It's, oh,
1: absolutely! And trying to reconfigure your living room for each video yeah. as well—that's a fun, <laughs> that's a fun one as well. It's like Tetris in my house.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow, that's some great insight. <laughs> I wouldn't guess that. Um, I've read recently that you have spoken about how therapy plays quite a big part in mm. your approach to music. Um, absolutely. So I wondered whether, when you were arranging and kind of performing these songs in lockdown. That was almost a bit of a a coping mechanism of sorts. I mean, you've spoken absolutely. about absolutely given the situation we were all thrown in into. I'm sure that was. Mm. A relief.
1: I think having something creative is such a powerful tool for people. I think it doesn't have to be professional. You don't have to be good at it. It doesn't have to be anything that ever leaves your house. No one has to know, you know. But but the act of just a kind of unbridled creation. You can do what you want. It doesn't matter. It looks terrible. Doesn't matter if it's a masterpiece. Also, doesn't matter. You know, it's the, the act of spending time because often your kind of your brain just kind of goes off and does its own thing when you're trying to create something. It doesn't matter if you're writing writing a poem or drawing a picture or working on some digital art. It could be anything. But your brain kind of you maybe pop some music on and you just kind of it just happens naturally. And I think working on covers rather than making something completely fresh is actually really nice because so often you're worrying about oh which word should I use or you know you're, you don't have to make any of the big choices yeah when you're covering a song because the melody is already done the text is already done the chords are already done so okay you're trying to mold a song into a form that people still recognize and that you you don't want to be seen to be doing a disservice to the original of course you want people to like it you don't want to just play it as it is it's not karaoke you've got to bring something of yourself to it but because you don't have the responsibility of making those big choices you can chill out a bit and it becomes quite a kind of yeah you just try that does it work no does it work yes you know and you're kind of you you're approaching it in the same way as if you were just doing a little painting or whatever you know it's a little bit more relaxed yeah and in that process it's so nice because your brain can just go off and have a have a think about life and it's just it's calming you know what I mean it's really relaxing and I think because one of the big constrictions for these songs was it had to be something that I could play and sing on my own because it's just my husband and I at home and he's going to film it so I have to be able to do it on my own so everything had to be for either voice and piano or voice and guitar so you know with the restriction of all of that you have to be quite creative in how you're going to make these songs interesting from each other so these little kind of musical challenges you know working them out and the satisfaction of getting it right is really nice and it's I think it's therapeutic not in the kind of traditional sense but it's more a kind of meditative Mm -hmm. experience you know I think when you're writing a song and you can actually try and verbalize how you feel about things that's different but the kind of the slow act of kind of gentle creation is in itself something just very kind of meditative and calming and I don't meditate I'm not very good at switching off my brain you know but I guess this is the closest thing I can get
0: and was it really difficult to you said fans sent in like so many songs Mm. and and requests was it quite difficult to pick things out or was it kind of some songs that maybe you really loved personally others were like ones that you knew you could cover really
1: well there were so many choices and let's be honest some of them were not gonna work (laughs) you know I think there was a lot of requests for for songs with heavy vocal and I was very reluctant not I didn't want to force a melody onto a song that doesn't have one do you know what I mean so songs which just had heavy vocal and nothing else was like I'd love to but I can't see a way of doing it because if it's just a sung voice and a piano, you know, h- how am I going to get from A to B without really bastardising the original? So there, you know, there were a few that, you know, brilliant tunes, but tunes that don't work in this context. Mm. And then there were loads that I just didn't get time to to get to, to be honest. And also some that I tried and really wanted to work and just couldn't, couldn't find a way. I was desperate to get some Black Sabbath in, to be honest. And I just could <laughs> not you know there's a reason these songs were written for full band do you know what I mean the minute you take that to it just sounds like a naff nursery rhyme you know like no 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 this isn't gonna work yeah. um so yeah there's a list as long as my arm of songs that I'd like to do maybe one day but you know
0: yeah so at what point then did because this was back in March you were just making the videos at what point yeah. do you start to kind of think oh maybe this could be an album or where did that kind of idea to be honest with the first song with creep. Um I think
1: in the comments of the first video was someone going, is this going to be out on vinyl? <laughs> you know. So you know someone sewed the seeds. Some just uh, you know a, a fan of you know some some guy just was like uh is this gonna be vinyl? It's like oh god I don't know I've only done one. <laughs> um so a few once there'd been a few and you know there was a kind of interesting collection of different artists that have built up I mean over the first four or five it was quite a variety of artists and what's cool about my listeners is that they all have so they have such a broad you know record collection between them you've got people who like really really heavy music and you've got people who like a lot softer kind of more kind of folk inspired more alternative stuff so there's a really big selection to choose from and I think within those four or five first songs we kind of realize this could be quite a cool collection if we kind of start to make kind of more curated choices about which ones they're all you know, fan suggestions, but it's just a case of making sure that you choose ones that complement others, which I hadn't initially thought to do. Yeah. I just wanted to do a nice variety, you know, but gradually it became about trying to fit them together as a as a kind of, yeah, curated, I hate that word, but you know what I mean? A kind of a collection that makes logical sense, I guess, to, yeah. to listeners. So yeah maybe yeah <laughs> whoever it was that sowed that first little seed i'm very grateful for you um but yeah maybe within about three or four songs that started to become a reality and then yeah as i say it kind of started to be about molding it as as a collection rather than a string
0: of individual choices yeah so i guess you're working on that idea then in the run-up to you your debut album being released so you're yeah. not even out yet and you were released.
1: yeah absolutely um this wasn't deliberate you know I accidentally made a record during lockdown I think probably quite a lot of people have done that um but yeah Forever Blue came out in June and the first single came out in I think it was April so yeah the first isolation track had already come out and you know again working on um Working on the isolation record, I mean, to be honest i'd not released an album before, so you know there's all this kind of work going on behind the scenes to make sure does it come out on the day we said because lockdown, vinyl, you know all of the kind of pitfalls of of trying to release anything in a pandemic, but having never done it before i don't know how it compares to releasing a record, not in a pandemic, so um you know it was nice to have something that wasn't forever blue to look at as well because obviously when you're getting close to a release and there's all the promo and you're talking a lot about it and you know music videos and all this stuff going on that it's nice to have something else to look at it's a bit like um yeah it's just like flicking the tele channel or something it's like sometimes you just want a little break from one and you know it was nice to have have something else
0: yeah I guess that's kind of the the thing really that obviously global pandemic horrendous and has so many terrible implications for so many people but yeah. The kind of positives that can come out of it or the things that can be created within it can be really brilliant. And I suppose, I mean, do you think if it weren't for the pandemic, do you think this record would ever have been made at all? I mean, possibly.
1: I think I'd have probably done covers yeah. at some point, you know, albeit maybe they weren't connected all in one place. Maybe. I mean, I'd I'd previously done one cover on a reissue of my first EP I'd done a little cover of Jolene which is just a home demo it was just basically as a way of getting that record made I had to give them other stuff to to put on it you know so so that was a kind of it was a kind of um it wasn't like a a well calculated like long-winded kind of um decision it was just like oh yeah let's do that okay that that was the end you know um I don't know, I think the lockdown's been been interesting for creativity, but I also think that there's a lot of people who feel bad for having not created a masterpiece in five minutes because they've got this all this time and in inverted commas on their hands. You know, it's like people have got way bigger stuff to to deal with than, you know, pumping out content left, right and centre. And I think if you're the kind of person who, like me, relishes being busy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I use creativity as a tool to calm myself a bit and to to kind of get through stuff then great but I think there's a lot of people who haven't done anything and I don't think that there should be any guilt attached to not doing anything do you know what I mean there's lots of people I think there's a kind of weird situation where you kind of you don't see you know an artist or uh somebody creative kind of using using their time in inverted commas and everyone feels that's somehow negative it's like oh, everyone's got a lot bigger stuff to be worrying about right now you know so
0: yeah definitely.
1: for me it's great but that's my personal circumstance you know kind of I find it useful in more ways than just making music do you know what
0: I mean so I've spoken to quite a lot of people this year and some of them have done some incredible things and other people have just felt like you know I think there was probably a lot of pressure put on mm-hmm. artists when that you need to still be visible and you need to do
1: absolutely absolutely uh, I mean right. thankfully no one's turned around and been like right what are you going to do next you know what I mean I think being as I say basically a workaholic <laughs> that kind of it that happens anyway pandemic or no you know I'm not going to sit still for more than about three minutes at a time and that's just who I am but I think probably there is pressure coming from managements and labels and, and all of this to to try. And I mean, it's not inspiring in a good way. Do you know what I mean? A pandemic is never going to make you write positive music, is it? I don't know if if someone can do that. I'd be very grateful to, to listen. But I'm do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It's it's a real tricky one because you're always in this situation where you, you, you make music and you make art of any kind and you want to show people you want to, you want to be excited, but you also know that that's going to trigger people because they're going to go, oh, I didn't do that. I haven't used my time. You know, I don't want people to feel bad yeah. because it's just, yeah, everyone is different. And I think we need to appreciate that rather than um, yeah feel like we should be seeing
0: masterpieces from everyone immediately, you know? Yeah, definitely. I guess it must be quite strange that you kind of, this record the inception of this record was in a lockdown and Mm. the idea came and we've kind of been yo-yoing a bit in and out of quarantine yeah but now when it's being released we're still in a lockdown we're
1: back I know right who'd have thought I mean I think at the very beginning I mean I think my band and I all kind of missed the build-up a little bit because we were on tour with um we, we were supporting the Sisters of Mercy around the UK a little bit and we had my first headline show was was on the 12th of march and it was on a day off and we were then due to go and carry on performing with sisters off in the netherlands and you know there'd been all these rumblings about stuff getting cancelled and the sisters were going on to do this whacking great european tour and slowly but surely little certain countries started cancelling shows or postponing them and then gradually the entire tour disintegrated basically so i mean i kind of had my kind of ear to the ground with regards to music stuff, but not like anything else. So, you know, you're sitting there and I remember before the show in Leeds trying to find some hand sanitizer because we had always a little a little one much, just so that if you kind of go out and say hi to anybody, you know, you know, just, yeah, just trying to be hygienic and kind of sensible and you don't want to give anybody a lurgy, you know. And my husband and I were wandering around trying to find hand sanitizer, And we looked absolutely everywhere. And I think at that point, we were like, hang on, this is quite a big deal. This is, a, you know, this is a, this is bigger than maybe we've realized. Mm. And then we got home and then, yeah, did this headline show. And then the day after went to load out all the gear and organized, went to the supermarket on the way home. Absolutely bare, completely nothing there. I was like, how have, how has this, how did that happen so quickly, you know? Is absolutely mad and I think we didn't really notice the the kind of beginning you'd heard rumblings and you know your friend might mention oh I saw this on the news kind of thing but that was about it yeah. and so we got to this position and then I think nobody everyone uh, I don't know if people just thought this was going to go on what a couple of weeks six weeks months a couple of months you know and then so and then summer comes and everyone's like yeah go eat restaurants you know go 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 eat out to help out all of this stuff I think it went out like twice <laughs> you know I, I just because it was a little bit paranoid about like you said earlier on kind of suddenly this kind of anxiety about leaving lockdown yeah after being in your, in your home for so long and kind of feeling a little bit weird about it so summer came and it was great and everyone's like yeah I can go outside this is great never imagined in a million years that a year after the first lockdown would still be here pretty much it's yeah. absolutely mad and yeah, the idea that the records actually still being put out in a lockdown—I mean, God, nobody could have guessed it, I guess—but uh
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's a stressful time, isn't it? It is. It is weird. and I think it. Yeah, it exceeded everybody's expectations in terms of the time which this. Not in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, I must take that. Not in a. Not in a good way. the arts, but um, I suppose, kind of touching back on that anxiety which we were discussing before I hit record, like yeah I guess I think your stage debut was in 2019 yeah I suppose you've had this really long period of time when you should have been you know totally jumping into that and enjoying it and running with it and it's mm. totally cut short absolutely kind of nervousness about performing live again in front of fans and to a live audience or has your kind of time with the isolation songs project Mm. still you know kept that connection with your fans
1: yeah i think i think on a kind of metaphorical level certainly there the connection's been there and it's been nice to like songs from isolation has been a collaborative record do you know what i mean it's not just been me choosing stuff you know all credit to to everybody who's suggested a song or you know kind of said oh this artist could be cool maybe look at this record or whatever because without people's into interaction this wouldn't happen you know um even just to all of those people who who went mad and suggested other people's songs at the beginning you mm-hmm. know that's in itself just the tri- the catalyst to to create something awesome and, and something i wouldn't have thought to do without them so i'm incredibly grateful that it's been this kind of two-way process it hasn't just been you know me staring at a computer picking stuff you know um it's much more interesting and i think for fans as well, who have suggested these songs and who go, oh, I picked that artist and that's, you know, that one's mine, you know, that's cool, you know, it's nice to have a bit of, a bit of a kind of conversation there, you know. I think with regards to playing live, I love it, I miss it, I wanna go and do it, but obviously I'm very aware that we are not out of the woods yet. And, you know, I think we just have to wait and see. I mean, I'll be there the first chance I get. I mean, I, I don't find performing particularly nervy experience I I did but uh, now I just want to be there all the time you know
0: yeah
1: and I think um as long as we can be in a position where it's physically safe to do so I think that crowds and audiences and crew and everybody will just want to jump back in you know as soon as as soon as it's logistically and you know physically and you know kind of safety wise and everything as soon as it's possible I think that appetite for live music, will go skyrocket. You know, I think I think everyone wants to go out and get all the stuff that they missed for a year. Yeah, which should be cool. But um, yeah, I'm
0: we'll we'll have to wait and see when that happens.
1: But yeah,
0: I think we're all kind of hoping that it will be this. There'll be so much euphoria at being. Able oh my to god, that. I can't yeah.
1: wait! I can't wait to go and queue for some falafel in a field. Honestly, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like the things that you, the things that you, didn't place any importance on, before. You know, just, you know, there being nowhere to get changed or you having to do your makeup in the van again, you know, or just, you know, service stations, you know, all of these little things that make your your touring routine the way it is, is really odd. You know, not having them because, you know, when you tour a lot, you know, you don't spend more than a month at home before going off and doing another show. it might be just a couple, but, you know, this long kind of long period at home, I haven't had that for yeah, year and a half and then bang you know it's a very strange thing to get used to so I'm looking forward to getting out and becoming a bit of a nomad again Be nice.
0: it's interesting that you say because I think obviously whenever anyone talks about live music coming back the first thing is of course like performing and being on stage but you're right in that I think it probably is going to make people appreciate the little things about touring more like just oh my goodness yeah chat in the van or, or
1: yeah. yeah absolutely just hanging out with your band who obviously you know We get on so well. It's just, you know, they're just nice human beings. You know what I mean? It's not like you you don't have a situation with us where you've got one person who's like super, super extrovert and everyone's really chill or the other way around. Everyone's quite chill, quite relaxed. You know, no one's kind of too boisterous. It's really just super nice. And, And also everyone's really thoughtful and kind of very mindful of each other, which is very, very, very brilliant because you can definitely be in situations where that's not the case so everyone is trying to look after each other and it's really nice but you know performing like you say I mean that's that's half an hour of your day yeah really and then there's all the other hours in the venue setting up packing down traveling trying to find somewhere to eat hotel breakfasts <laughs> you know getting to your hotel at 2am and realizing there's no bed linen and you have to buy it separate oh my god honestly <laughs> like just all this stupid stuff that happens I remember we turned up to um oh I don't know it was probably one of the hotels I booked to be honest <laughs> uh, turning up to like a kind of campsite and they're like oh it's extra for pillows You're like what <laughs> you have to pay extra for sheets oh thank you brilliant that's oh, just I what we need. need yeah
0: <laughs> I guess they're the sort of things that you remember then you look back on and you can kind of laugh there it, it's kind of
1: fun. yeah there's there's a lot of silly stuff that happens but I mean to be honest it's never bad you know what I mean it's just unexpected and a bit ridiculous and I think you know organizing tours it's no mean feat you know I mean gone are the days where I'm allowed to choose a hotel because I make terrible choices to be totally honest and I I just go oh it's got cabins you know (laughs) because I get and then it's like oh hang on it's next to the motorway Mm. and no one can sleep and you know we're all in like one room and it's all you know on top of each other and you know gone are those days I just look somebody else make sensible grown-up choices please because I'm not good at that. Um, but yeah, it's so much fun as well. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone will ever tell you that touring's boring, you know, there's so much going on, and you get to see so many beautiful places. I mean, I've got to the point with lockdown now where I feel genuinely sad if I see Europe on TV. Do you know what I mean? Because I just want to go and be somewhere else, not because I hate London, I love London, but. I love being in Europe I love being abroad I want to go and wander about in Berlin or you know try and find some food in Paris or whatever it's it's so so much of a unique and you know such a privilege to be able to go and do that and okay yeah you only get to spend a few hours in this any city at one time sure but I'd rather a few hours than no hours you know so it's it'll be so good when we get there but I mean yeah. the logistics of being able to tour post brexit and also post covid i mean god knows i mean that's the sticky one i don't know how that's going to happen to be honest it will but it's going to be complicated i think oh for sure it is
0: and i guess it's just yeah another thing we're going to all have to navigate when yeah you know, when things do start opening up again but that's I'm happy, it yeah i do 100 percent as much as i am not a musician and do not tour. Mm. I miss, you know having that freedom to travel and Going oh, absolutely! It tough. It, it's tough.
1: You want to be able to be spontaneous. I mean, I'm I'm a planner down to the down to the wire You know, I'm I don't really, I I didn't think put it this way. I didn't think I liked spontaneity. I thought I like everything planned. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to be. Know what time this is happening, and I, it unsettles me if something changes because you know it just makes me anxious to be honest. If something changes, it's big and last minute. I get really stressed out about it, and you know. But now not being able to, you know, I wouldn't consider spontaneity going, you know what, I'm going to go to the shop. But now that seems to be like a spontaneous act that I do miss. So, you know, it's, it's strange and maybe not spontaneous in a kind of big and exciting way. But even just the little, those little moments at the moment, not being able to do that, it's very strange.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. This is probably quite a tough question, but do you have a favourite track that you have covered? Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, no, it's really, it's a hard choice, I think. I think, in terms of the one that was the most satisfying to complete in inverted commas, you know, as I said earlier, some of them are a lot harder to to, to find a, a way of, you know, representing them that was true to the original yet new. I think I think working on the nine inch nails every day is exactly the same. That was really satisfying to to, to finish because it's such a complicated song. Um, but then in terms of the one that I like to sing the most and I mean I sit here and sing these and you know Just as I kind of I enjoy it, like we said about therapy It's a meditative thing just sit and play and sing and just calm yourself down. I'd say probably Pixies, where is my mind? I find that one very calming and I like the kind of spaciousness So maybe yeah, Pixies collapse but there's nothing in it and you'll ask yourself where is my mind where is my mind Where's my reviews and subscriptions mind. help to support what we do so if you like what you hear then please rate us on itunes